Hey everybody, welcome to the Indie Film Review. Man, it's good to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jared, with me is Dan. Hey Hello. Dan. So, uh, we had kind of a break? Not really. It was, what's the opposite of, you're, you're breaking but it's not fun? Oh, I don't know. I mean, our break's fun. <laughs> Not when you're really sick. See, even my voice just oh, made a weird sound. Oh, that kind I thought you you were implying that we had a podcast break. Like where there was a difference of opinions, and we we took a podcast break. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, our ideologies finally uh, <laughs> couldn't we couldn't come to terms, and uh, we had to part ways for a while. No, we unfortunately missed a few episodes or a few weeks. Uh, because I have a sinus infection. I still have it. Um, it's been almost two weeks, and I still <laughs> fucking have it. I feel a lot better now, thankfully, so we're going to do this podcast. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan, how have you been? I've been waiting to do this podcast. Um, no, oh, I've been... <laughs> you just sit in a room and wait? <laughs> yeah. I twiddle my thumbs sitting mm. right next to my computer and my microphone. No, and then, I feel like, you, every, I feel like you. I'll, I'll leave Discord open, and then, like, I see you log on. I'm oh. Uh, 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 podcast? Podcast? No, man, you're I, like my we, cat when I go downstairs. It just meows at me for food. I'm like, I just fed you. Exactly. No, <laughs> life, life gets in the way, and I do understand that. So everybody mm -hmm. should understand that. And life finds that. a way. Yes. Uh, it, and, yeah, we also had, like, holidays and stuff that got in the way, yeah. you know? It's just, just bad timing all around. But we're here to remedy that. We're here to talk about independent films. This is what we do. And we got, we got two films for you, right? We got Toy Terminator. A short film. Sent in. Yeah, a little shorty sent in by Matt. And we have uh, Patreon. New Patreon sub. Boobity boo. Uh, Kevin sent us in Butterflies. A Butterflies. Uh, film. Yeah, he's the director of Butterflies. So pretty stoked to talk about that. I'm just happy to talk about anything in general Me on a too. podcast. <laughs> so cathartic. So yeah, this is. we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Um, Dan, all right, let's let's cover uh, uh, Toy Terminator. Okay, so Toy Terminator is a seven minute extravaganza of just mm -hmm. a guy beating up on real puppets and it's fucking clutch. Like I, I don't know how <laughs> else to describe it to you. For some reason, this guy has just annexed himself from society he's, he's in a mm -hmm. cabin somewhere and he has these little puppets that he like destroys except for one that is his best friend uh, apparently um <laughs> old man puppet old man puppet and it just it's it's so weird like that's all this film is but mm -hmm. it gives you crazy vibes of puppet master you mm -hmm. you want to see more of it i don't know what, what, how should we start reviewing it I mean, we we could just spoil it. It's it's a pretty short thing. I mean, I highly recommend this. I don't know where you can find this thing, but find it if you can. Toy Terminator. I'm going to search for it right now while you're talking. I mean, the only thing that, like, didn't go over well with me is just... It's not the acting, but it's the way that he kind of you know, breaks the fourth wall in this particular film, which is weird because I'm about to praise breaking the fourth wall in the next film, but 
he breaks the fourth wall in this film and it just feels a little out of place. It feels, I, I don't know. That, that's the only thing that bothered me about it. Well, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you okay. during the main film. But so you're saying you liked it when the fourth wall was broken in Toy Terminator. No, you, di- you disliked like it, it when it was in yes. Toy Terminator and you liked it in the in the main movie. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. So but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more because I have I have more critiques for that. But okay. um, anyway, the only reason I bring it up now is because that was the only thing that bothered me about Toy Terminator. But like it's literally just a film it's just a film where you beat up on puppets and like he has like these hand-drawn like crude ways of torturing them mm-hmm. and then it cuts to that and then it cuts to him actually like you know putting the screw into the eyeball and it's just, it's really messed up and then basically the toys take revenge on him by killing his toy best friend <laughs> it's really so, fun it's, so it's really weird. stupid it's really strange and it, um, it goes by so fast. Like seven minutes is not enough yes. for that. Like I wanted to know more. Like I said, I like the big main puppet, character. puppet master vibes. Yeah, I like the gags. I love the puppets. I love the um, you know that uh, that establishing shot they do, mm-hmm. and it, it it's it's just like a diorama of like puppet yeah. duct tape town, and it's so it's so wild. Like you have to see these puppets. They're fantastic. Uh, they're, they're like really, paper mache, really like crudely made puppets. Like, yes. It, like, I mean, they're really good, but like, they're the type of puppets that are, you know, like the old doll maker puppets. Like they're yeah. hand, hand sculpted and not fabric. It's, it's really awesome. It's a style and I like it a lot. And one of the coolest puppets, my favorite was the grasshopper one that jumps on the table and like jams his fucking hand into the, the old man puppet. He's like, oh, oh, oh. It's like that my favorite puppet, so I think, was cool. the one that that got its hammer, the hammer smash of the face, like the the blonde yeah. one that's just allowed to be out. Mm-hmm. Or is she hanging? I forgot. I think she's hanging. I can't remember. Like she's hanging from the ceiling or something. All I know is there's a blonde <laughs> one that like gets the shit beat out of it, and I just I like that puppet <laughs> a lot. Oh, the one with the knife that like cuts his ankle. No. Or no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, yeah, because she, she cuts the ankle at the end whenever, after yeah. she's been beaten. Yeah, that, that, that I like that one the best. <laughs> That's so insane. Um, here's what I think. Make this into a full movie. Keep this character as insane as he is. Mm-hmm. And then have all of the other regular care like, oh, we're investigating. Make it like... Um, Dolls. Completely straight. Play it completely straight, which is like a, a group of normal people are in a house or something like, oh, yes, this is uh, quite an interesting mystery. And you have this fucking psychopath who's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm making puppets. Whoa, I'm crazy. Yeah, that would be fucking great. I think that would be uh, wonderful. <laughs> Just have him over the top, keep everyone very grounded and realistic. I think that would be... Well, yeah, because at that point, really you don't have to um, explain why the puppets are doing what they do because like it's mm-hmm. the stark contrast between this grounded you know serious film versus these mm-hmm. just absolutely incredibly horrifying puppets yeah and you could even play with the fact that it might just be all in his head yeah like the puppet master's just fucking out of his mind and whenever you're seeing puppets doing things he's just controlling them he is a badass um, by the way like he's wearing this insane um uh, eye eye patch yeah he's <laughs> he has like a bullet bandana and it's, it's really crazy i it, the set design and and the costume design and stuff is so cool in this yeah and i love how when he's walking around you can see the other puppets moving like people are hiding to control the other puppets and stuff oh it's so good yes yeah i liked it it was really fun completely nonsensical (laughs) 
there's like almost no plot but it's it's like fun to watch i don't know final thoughts about it that's it that's it okay that, yeah that was my those are my final thoughts so yeah let's let's get into uh, let's go to the meat and potatoes the main course thanks again uh kevin for sending this to us and being a Patreon. we really appreciate it because uh you know i got those alimony payments yeah yeah you know, our our independent podcast is paying your alimony. That's, that's right, man. This is how I pay the bills. <laughs> All right. So Butterflies. Butterflies is yeah. a story about teenagers around Christmas time and all of the drama yeah. that ensues because essentially like one of them breaks up with another one and there's like kind of factions of teenagers where like you know one wants to go out or they all want to go out they're all going to this party at night but they all have like essentially different little cliques that they're part of so you have cliques cliques um you have a girl that breaks up with boyfriend and her best friend then you have boyfriend and his bros and then you have um like the Ali Sheedy character from Breakfast Club, the one who's kind of a, a nobody that nobody pays attention to, and mm-hmm. then you have some. There's a lot of characters. Some bro, like, but I'm saying like the four main factions. So you have some other bro character that is the first person that we get introduced to. I think so. There's there's uh, Max and Ben who are like the, the bro two skateboard kids. Yeah. yeah, and then we have uh, Morgan and her friend, and she's the one with the parents that suck. Yes. Right. Then there's the straight edge kid uh, and his gang of murderers or potential murderers. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to say that because we're introduced to these characters through this idea of breaking the fourth wall. And yeah, you would think at first that Tommy is the one that's in charge of that group because he's the one that's talking. But no, it's mm-hmm. it's the straight edge guy. Well, not really. And then you have the best character uh, in the movie, Aziz. Yes, who is just. The best character in the movie. Yes. <laughs> That's how you describe it. Okay, right. so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of characters. We'll try to go through them all. My question for you, because you were just talking about this is a Christmas... Is this a Christmas movie? Yes, it is set during Christmas. Where? How did you find that out? Because they say Christmas at least once, and then the guy in the park was playing Christmas carols on his guitar, and it's cold outside. I completely missed that also entire. kevin whenever he sent it said i'd like to have the review by christmas which that's I... <laughs> true <laughs> wow i am the dumbest person alive um <laughs> the reason i bring that up is because uh so the music in this they're they're playing carol of the bells yes. which is a christmas song yes well, and i couldn't understand why <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Have like Christmas lights or I don't know. There's I I felt like I, I guess there was not enough indicators that this was a Christmas movie. Wow. Well. I was so confused by that. <laughs> I'm glad you fucking figured it out. Okay, didn't well. take too long, audience. Dan, <laughs> ask me a question. I feel stupid now. Okay, so Jared, um, let's go ahead and just start talking about um, mm. some things right off the bat. Sure. How did you sure. like the breaking of the fourth wall? Well. So let's let's just preface this by saying that the characters in this film will every so often break away from their own dialogue between each other and they will look at the camera much like Ferris Bueller. And directly talk. Yeah. How did you feel about that? I've come to... F- I, I don't think I like when that happened. Because when it happened in Toy Terminator, it took me out of it. Mm-hmm. It, it, get, it gets so personal. And I feel like maybe used sparingly, it can be interesting. Yes. Um, an, another reason I didn't like it 
in butterflies is because it happens so often and and it it also is happening with characters that aren't the main character you know what i mean right. like these characters i'm just like who who are the main kids and who are just the auxiliary kids and i feel like sometimes these characters are talking right at me and it's like it wants me to be invested in what's going on but i'm like i don't even know who this kid is or now it, it's strange let me tell you something i did not mind it being the auxiliary kids i did not mind that at all what bothered me like i liked it a lot i every single there's one instance that i'm like are we really fucking doing this right now which we'll talk (laughs) about in spoilers but oh i know i think i know exactly what you're talking about Um, i'm very excited and what i what i liked about it was that each faction had their own person that gets to talk and it's it's somebody who is an auxiliary character who's 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 a observer Right. But Uh, what bothered me was um, when they switch characters like it should have just to me as my my own personal preference, I would have liked it better if we just maintained with Tommy the whole time. We maintained Mm -hmm. with Max the whole time instead of switching who gets to talk to the camera. That bothered me. So establish maybe four and Mm -hmm. stick with those four. It's almost like if you're telling a story and each chapter is supposed to be from the perspective of one character. Right. And then suddenly, in the middle of the chapter, through, yeah, 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 one character's chapter, it's another character that's talking, and it's his thoughts. And you're like, "What are we doing?" Yeah. Um. So I mean, this is like, it's just like kind of a nitpick. It really didn't bother me that much. Um. But it it threw me off a bit. So okay, my question, to you, Dan, how did you think about the uh cinematography? The cinematography was yes. beautiful. There, there's this amazing mirror shot towards the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Just okay. First of all, watch this movie. Like it, <laughs> I, I have to recommend it. Um, so many great shots. I think it's edited very well as as well. Okay, so there's this really cool moment that uh we'll talk about later. But just know that the cinematography in this film is pretty awesome it's it's on point for most of the time um it does some creative things they do really well in low light mm-hmm. yeah and it just it looks it just the movie looked it was it was visually impressive i will say that yeah i really liked a lot of the tracking shots even like in the intro where it's just a camera guy walking with the two subjects mm-hmm. that was really great um the only thing i didn't like is again in the beginning uh, there's a scene between the two boys, the two skater kids, and the the camera's very out of focus, mm-hmm. and we're kind of and it hangs on them for a long time, and they're talking, and the the com- camera is completely out of focus, and I don't know if that's an artistic thing they did because it doesn't happen really again throughout the entire film. I'm like I'm wondering why it's even happening. Like I have to see what's happening on the screen because <laughs> you're I a big really... baby. You're a big baby. I know, and I, and. and <laughs> Because then I don't know where to look. My eyes are like all over the place. Like, I'm like, what am I even looking Maybe at? Maybe that's the so, point. I but I don't like that point. I but. <laughs> I but. I but. It's the new thing from Apple. Um, but like a rack focus. Okay, you get it. Because you're at least focused on one thing, and then maybe the foreground is, or the background is, like, not in focus. Because you have somewhere to look. But in this, it was all very blurry. And I was like, I don't uh, know. And there was a payoff, because as as they kept following the kids, when they get to the straightaway shot, the camera does start to focus in. I just didn't get that first part. Mm. Hey, fuck you. (laughs) I didn't like it. 
I that didn't bother me. I think I know which part you're talking about, but no, that didn't bother me at all. Okay. Um, if anything, I thought it was cool. I, I like it whenever you know. Let's let's kind of push the envelope with what mm-hmm. is normative mm-hmm. cinematography. Um, Jared. Yeah. How did you like the buildup of the tension leading to mm. the narrative climax? Mm. Of the party? Of everything together. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I think it took a little too long to get to the titular party. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are some scenes, you're right, you're right. Well, no, I, I say that because the the, titular butterfly, the book is called party. I'm pretty sure this is based off of, so I misspoke, but, um, there are some scenes in the middle of the film where they're kind of like walk around on the docks and there's, there's a moment with Beckett that's pretty powerful. I just feel like it went on for too long. Mm-hmm. And I that I feel like that could have been shortened so we could tighten up the film and really get to because I, I like at that point we've already established all the characters and their motivation and right. what's going on and I'm like we should just we need to just get to the party because that's like that's the big thing um, I don't know if I'm answering your question uh, I I think the payoff between the characters was good but I think the party itself felt kind of like flat yeah I don't know like there's something about I agree. I think it was honestly the music. I think the music choice in in this movie is it's like this uh it's like a lo-fi type of music. Mm-hmm. It's very chill. Yeah. And that's not the type of music we need <laughs> during a party. Like we need to like well, amp it up. We need to get crazy. I guess to 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 bounce off of what you're saying, I do agree with that. Um mm-hmm. the only problem that I had with it, 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 it was a slow burn and I don't mind slow burns, but uh-huh. there was too much going on for the payoff of just one kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I guess like the whole idea was it's supposed to be about the teenagers of the town, but it, yes. it feels like it became too focused on the one kid because he starts to have these visions of his brother <sighs> And that's, that kind of was tonally separate from the rest of the movie. So that kid's name is Anthony and you don't meet him until 45 minutes into the film. We should, we should start spoiling it. Let's spoilers now. My bad. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to spoil this movie, uh, butterflies. So I believe it's probably going to come out during Christmas time. Like Dan said, because I'm a idiot and didn't realize this is a Christmas movie. You know, I'm looking at these still images, and I totally see Christmas lights, man. Like, I don't know I, what your deal is. Those are police lights. Those are police lights. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to spoil it. We're going to spoil it. Okay, are we going to immediately talk about Anthony? No. We're going to immediately talk about the um, breaking the fourth wall that I dislike. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Please, 100%. Give me, give me your, uh, so, your dissertation on Okay. This. It's not even dissertation. So, for one, these are all teenagers, right? And um, What? There's they're 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 horn dog crazy and one of the mm. jocks of the the straight edge group. Well, he, there's only one person in that group that's straight edge, and that's the guy that got broken up with. Anyway, mm-hmm. this dude has sex with a girl in a room at, at this party, and it's graphic sex. Like these are teenagers that I'm being forced to watch have sex. I'm like, ugh, this is gross. And then, guys. He breaks the fourth wall during 
<laughs> or was it after? It was all no, I know. It's during. Yeah, it's it was, during. It was so jarring and upsetting to me that I, I had to pause the film for a moment. I'm like, wait a minute. Do I really want to go further with this? Um, and I did. I actually thought this was pretty great. I did not enjoy it at all. It it was so absurd that I was enjoying it because it's either you're just watching two people fuck or uh, or the fourth wall breaks. And I don't know. It, it kept me into the movie. More. I mean, yeah. OK, um, you have that that idea, but just like the the audacity. That this guy I thought it, I, I, so I thought it was strange because leading up to this, there was no like no violence or anything else had happened. And up until that point. No. But there has so been reaching talk out, was of like, violence. Whoa, okay, it's this kind of movie. It, yeah, it's this kind of movie, right? No. Okay, so that that was the... Like, I don't really have a gripe about it other than just... It was just a really weird fourth wall break for me. But, okay, to be to be 100% fair to the movie, I have never seen that in a movie before. So... It was cool. Good I, on I, that. I thought it was, I was into it. Hey, so there's people mowing outside. I'm sorry if that picks up on the mic. That, that is what I'll say right now, but we, we gotta keep going. Because uh, I don't know when they're going to stop. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, okay. One more big critique that I was, it didn't bother me about the movie. It's probably me nitpicking, but the costumes seemed a little too cookie cutter for teenagers. Like, you oh, really? look like this, and you look like this. Like, the straight edge dude and the, the letterman jackets, like, it, 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 it all was like kind of cliche costuming to me, but that doesn't matter. Oh, what, I didn't pick up on that at all, so okay. I don't know. I well, thought it was good. What mattered to me, I, I, I know it's a joke, it has to be a joke, but like, these guys in this group of the straight edge guy who just got broken up with mm. openly and flippantly discuss murdering his girlfriend. Well, I mean, I good old it, high school. I remember the good old days, you know, whenever I plotted murder of my best friend's girlfriend. It it didn't seem like a joke. Like they didn't <laughs> no, do it, it didn't. in a joking way. It was just like, oh, how are we going to do this? And I thought this was going to be a main plot point, And then it turned out they were just sh shooting the shit. But they really, they were like really dwelling on this. Yeah. I'm like, they are going to fucking kill this girl at the party. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like um, Man Bites Dog for a second. Do you think they could have made it work, though? Like, just have a murder at this party? I mean, they could have. They, they brought it up at the party mm -hmm. where, like, one of the kids breaks the fourth wall again and is like, did you really think we were going to do that? And it's like, oh, ha, I, I get it I thought that now. was going to be the climax, honestly, instead of the whole Anthony thing. Well, okay, so the Anthony thing is is a big point of contention, I guess. So let's let's praise the movie a little bit more, and sure. then we'll talk about Anthony. I guess my point on that was it was weird tonally to hear them talk about straight up murder and not have any care about it. <laughs> anyway, um, so. Well, what, they are kids. They yeah. are teenagers. So I don't fucking What know. I did like towards the beginning of the movie was they were talking about how um, adults don't get it. And, you know, I mm -hmm. vividly remember all the shit that I went through in high school and it sucks. Um, and I learned very early on is you just deal with it and you move past it. And I mm -hmm. think that's what the bigger point of the movie is because the epilogue to this film is gorgeous whenever they're all running mm -hmm. towards oh, yeah, the camera cool. and they have Beckett saying her monologue over it. I've been a little confused about the, the movie poster image with, I think it's Beckett who, or is it Morgan? One of the girls is like suspended in midair and butterflies come out of her chest cavity. 
it's really strange. It's a really jarring well, image, but it's awesome. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool, but I think it has something to do with, because they talk about how butterflies don't stay in one place, right? True, yes. In the beginning of the yeah. film. And that's when Max is talking to his friend Ben. He's like, oh, I really like that girl Beckett, but I, I, I never talked to her and blah, blah, blah. I'm hoping she goes to the party so I can talk to her. And Beckett has this own stuff that's she's going through, which is her mother committed suicide. And it's been so hard on her. She's withdrawn herself from all her friends and they all think she's a fucking weirdo now because she just doesn't talk to anyone anymore. And she was thinking about actually killing herself too, yeah. uh, which is fucking heavy shit. But Ben says something to Max, like along the lines of that butterfly line of like, Hey, you know, you better like actually try to talk to this girl because a girl like that doesn't stick around for that long. So it's, I, I what I got out of it is like, people are going to keep moving on with their lives and you just got to keep pressing forward. Like, fucking bad shit's going to happen. Things are going to happen in your life. Uh, you know, you got to you gotta, you gotta plow through. <laughs> yeah. It'll get better. You know, that's kind of how, where I got out of it. Praise-wise, Aziz, amazing. Mm-hmm. He is in, uh, a character that works at the falafel place. And he is, uh, is he Indian? No, he was from Pakistan. Tur- Pakistan or, or Turk? I, I don't remember. Oh, I feel bad for not remembering. But he gets made fun of by a few characters in a racist way that sucks. And then there's a big point of contention with him and Anthony at the end. But him as a character, I liked him a lot because it talks about how like his dad is hard on him to like, hey, listen, when you, whenever you're delivering food and whenever you're interacting with the customers, you have to smile, yeah. you have to look happy, even when you're not happy. And that's such a big thing in life, too, exactly. which is like customer service and like dealing with your boss or like your coworkers. And that really resonated with me. And uh, especially that scene where he's at the parents' house and the two parents are arguing mm-hmm. and he, he breaks the fourth wall and turns to the camera and goes, just keep smiling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, everything's fine. And I'm like, oh, Aziz, you're the best. So, yeah, I really liked him as a character a lot. But um, that leads us to Anthony. Unfortunately, yeah, he uh, gets almost beaten to death by a racist idiot. Dan, I have a question for you. Yes. When you go to a party, at what point do you turn the news on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I even think to, the characters To learn asked about how that. Afghanistan's going. Yeah, I think the characters asked about that in the film itself. <laughs> they do make fun of him, but it felt like such a weird shoehorned thing. This whole Anthony thing just shouldn't... I don't think it even should have been in the movie. It felt... Because like we have all these other things that could have been the, the, the climax of the film that we've been building and working on, and then... Anthony comes in out of nowhere because so, it's like, okay, he's a jock and his brother died in Afghanistan, presumably mm. fighting. And he, he gets this idea in his head that any, anybody who looks like a foreigner is from Afghanistan and they're all terrorists and he hates them. Yes. He's and he, the, the, the drunker he, he gets, the more mad he gets a disease and they get into a, a kerfuffle and then he goes and just beats the shit out of Aziz. And then there's this interesting scene. It just felt so out of place of the ghost of this kid's brother. Like his older brother shows up in military uniform and starts talking to him about like, we got to kill more people. This is a battlefield. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going? Yeah. And this scene goes on for so long. And it, I feel like in any other type of film, this would have been really cool. Well, see, well, how did you feel about it? It was very jarring to me. It was very jarring. I, it, I said the brother in the head feels out of place. It's cool, but it's out of place. And um, the the story about that character Anthony is 
is just a little strange. I don't necessarily think it's tonally weird. Well, maybe I do. I don't know. It, it just it it feels very out of place. Like yeah. it it it's a good character arc, but because there's so many characters already and we've already established so mm-hmm. many you know, little narrative plot lines. By the time we get 45 minutes in with this short plot arc, it doesn't necessarily mesh well with all the other ones. Well, we don't know who this character is. Exactly. We, like I said, we weren't introduced to him until we got to the party. Exactly. Which is more but than halfway through the film. What I'm saying is he's not graced with the amount of time that we get to spend with the other characters. Yeah. Now, do you think if he was given that time, most this likely, been yes. more impactful and made more sense? Yeah. Um, like but have even him so, watching the news at home earlier that day. Yeah, something, something, man. I don't have him like part of one of the friend groups. Just do something. It it just felt so strange to have it like smushed there at the end. It was like we have to have some conflict with disease, and I don't I don't know why that is. I I yeah I don't I don't get it. And then he wants to do like a suicide by cop. He like grabs the uh the blow dryer thinking it's a gun because he's gone full blown insane at this point. Like yeah. he's lost his mind. And and he runs outside and the cop tackles him and he's like, Yeah, well, I know your brother and I know what you're going through and you don't want to do this. I honestly we could have had the comp like we could have just had Beckett confronting her friend Ashley and be like, Hey, listen, the reason I wasn't talking to you for so long is because my mom had committed suicide and I was too afraid to tell anybody, and now I'm thinking about it too. And she'd be like, Oh, okay, and just have them have a heart to heart. That could have been the climax. I would have been fine with yeah. that. I also don't think that Max necessarily needed to get Beckett's phone number, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like just the a, thing that you just been- a spark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just because you are obsessing over this girl doesn't mean she's going to be into you. Um, and he needs to realize that and just, like, grow up. You know, like, you're going to well, get rejected. Jared, it's fine. Here's, here's the deal. Like, this film kind of harkens back to the 80s teen movies. And I, I that's kind of why I like it so much. It felt yeah. a lot like, you know, a John Hughes film. But uh, with more camera experimentation and a little bit darker uh, material or narrative i guess no yeah i agree i agree yeah and i i do appreciate that i guess i think it's the the mat the mishmashing of like these kids feel very realistic and then sometimes we're in that john hughes yeah they clash sometimes for me in my mind but yeah so that's what i gotta say you got anything else dan um so just really excellent cast of characters my favorite part of the movie is the scene where beckett's on the dock about to jump and there's, it's just this really cool tilt up of the camera, like that, like mm-hmm. just really shows how high she is off of the pier. Yeah. Oh man, it was so nice. And then it, that was shot in low light. Um, just I'm looking at all these stills from the movie and just everything, man. It, the the yeah. movie looks beautiful. So yeah, I I can't recommend it enough. It is totally yeah, I... strange at the end, but there's mm-hmm. still enough of that nostalgic eighties teen feeling Mm. to get you into the film. Like it feels like a breakfast club. It feels like a Ferris Bueller type movie, but it's a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more serious in terms of its tone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that is another episode in the can Danny boy. We did it. We're back on track. 
We're back in the biz. Um, I forget what happens next. We do plugs. <laughs> you guys, you can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. We have a Patreon page that Kevin was a sponsor of. He Hell gave yeah, us, Kevin. He gave us five bucks. We put his movie on a shorter list, and here it is. If you are a filmmaker and you want your movie to be reviewed, you can send it to us at the email, and then you can be like, when is it going to be here? And then I'm going to like, it's going to be about six months. <laughs> and then you'd be like, oh, six months. That's too long. Is Actually, there anything we can do? me and Dan do? are going to Maui, baby. <laughs> and we're not going to, we're just going to run over with your money and go to Maui. How about that? Boom. No. So wrecked. if you give us, if you give us as a filmmaker, $5, your film will be placed on a shorter list and you'll yeah. be reviewed quicker. So if you have a Hell press yeah. embargo you're trying to meet, then that would be your best yeah. option. I'll press your embargo. Oh, Yes. With respect. Thank you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> not often, it's not often that anybody presses my embargo right. with it. I know. I know. Necropodicon.com. That's who we are affiliated with. They're awesome. A lot of great podcasts on that podcast network. Go check them out, man. I'm sick. Just go check them out. <laughs> Necropodicon.com. You know what? Dan, I appreciate you. It's so good to see you. And I'm glad we're doing the podcast again. Uh, you have the final word, bud. Something happening? Uh, no, I, I'm looking something up for my quote. <laughs> um, shit, I know it's here somewhere. Where is it? Dear Mr. Podcast Extraordinaire, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Sunday in detention for whatever we did wrong, but we think you're crazy <laughs> to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. Yeah, that was shitty. listen to podcasts but there are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good well my friend it is not as hard as you might think because necropodicon has you covered they've got movie reviews horror shows games comedy and improv so all you gotta do is head on over to necropodicon.com to find your new favorite podcast yeehaw necropodicon hard to pronounce easy to listen